to this record because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they held their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threat. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And so the Christian life, he says, is the way of Christ. An example we should follow. So it is important on Good Friday, where traditionally we know is a Friday that Jesus would have given up his life as Christians. We reflect on what it means to us. And that's what we're going to do. Next slide. The lessons we're going to look at today, or we have to learn today, I'm taking it from the cross. I want us to look at what Jesus said whilst hanging on the cross. His last words before he dies. Uh, I was going through the garage looking for a book. Then I found an old book I've had for quite some time. And the title is Immortal Last Words. And I thought it's very interesting what people say just before they die. Jacques de Molay said, Let evil swiftly before those who have wrongly condemned us. God will avenge us. Titus Flavius. I deserve not death, but I repent nothing else in my life except for one thing. People say incredible things when they are about to die. This is um, Thomas Beckett. For the name of Jesus and the protection of the church, I'm ready to embrace death just before he died. Next one of um, Nathan Hale. I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. William Pitt said to the son, Leave your dying father and go to the defense of your country. Madame Dubray, just before he wa she was executed, said to the executioner, One moment more one moment executioner one little moment more captain james lawrence don't give up the ship that's the words he said and now we reflect on what jesus said the first thing jesus said on the cross Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Luke 33 and 23. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting laws. Isn't that interesting? Here is Jesus on the cross dying. And upon all that is being true, Immediately, these people are dividing up his clothes, casting lots. But in his heart was forgiveness. The original language suggests that these words of Jesus were a repeated prayer. It's not the only time he would have said it on the cross. Perhaps right from the Garden of Gethsemane, 
he would have made mention of this forgiveness when he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death he would have said father forgive them when his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground when his best friend best friends were too tired to pray with him he would have said father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing when his best friend kissed him and betrayed him he would have said father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing when the intimidating mob and the army came with clubs to capture him even though he had said do you think i could not call on my father and he once at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels he could have called an army to destroy them but he said father forgive them they do not know what they do as the whole company of soldiers surrounded him spitting on him hitting him with their fists he would have said father forgive them they don't know what they are doing during the flogging 40 less one lashes ripping his flesh he would have said father forgive them for they don't know what they do when the crown of thorns was placed on his head and they hit his head when he watched them release a murderer and he was rather put forward to be crucified when he had the full weight 46 kilograms of crossbar upon his shoulders as he walked the 600 meters of the via della rosa he would have said father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing when he had the nails pierced through his wrist and ankle he would have said father forgive them they don't know what they are doing when he was ridiculed as he hung on the cross and people were saying if you are the messiah step down he would have said father forgive them they don't know what they do the words of forgiveness and yet we ask ourselves as we are called to follow the way of the cross how easily do we allow hatred and bitterness and resentment into our hearts yet jesus pleaded for our forgiveness pause commentary next slide you see at just the right time when we were still powerless christ died for the ungodly very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us since we've now been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from god's wrath through him for if while we were god's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son how much more having been reconciled shall be saved through his life not only is this so but we also boast in god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have now received reconciliation the words of forgiveness we have been fully forgiven through christ the words of forgiveness the next slide please the words of comfort woman here is your son son here is your mother 
here is Jesus dying near the cross of Jesus to his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to, the, to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, his disciples took her into his home. Here is a woman losing her son, and yet she re receives words of comfort that she's going to have a replacement. You're going to have a son. Equally, here is probably a young man who needed to be loved. The disciple Jesus loved is now losing Jesus, and we need somebody to love him, and therefore gains a mother who will look after him. Even on the cross, Jesus was thinking of our comfort. He had promised his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans, John 14, 18. And as disciples, we need to hear those words of comfort. Jesus puts us in a family. He does not leave us as orphans. He sends the Holy Spirit to come and comfort us, to be our advocate. I will not leave you as orphans. The words of comfort. We receive family. We receive comfort as we come to Christ. The next verse of the cross. The words of salvation. Today you will be with me in paradise. And we read from Luke 23. One of the criminals who hung there held insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Words of salvation, the humility to the humble, those getting what their deeds deserve. Trusting, remember me, faithful when you come, hopeful, the kingdom. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. You see, this man would have died with Christ. And as disciples, next slide, we also die with Christ. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, like his, he was, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. We shall be with him in paradise. That is the words of salvation that Jesus gives us on the cross. And as followers of Christ, today, yes, is the death, but we should be assured of the salvation we have in Christ 
through his death, his burial, and his resurrection as we participated with him in baptism. The fourth words of Christ. Next slide. The words of anguish. I am thirsty. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture will be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. Isn't that interesting? The one who spoke a universe into being is without a drop of water. I'm thirsty. The agony of the cross, the anguish of the cross is right there. But he was the one, next slide please, who has said, whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He was the supplier of water that will be for eternity. And yet here, he's thirsty. John 7, on the last day and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were later to receive. So Jesus was the source of such stream of water. And yet, the agony of the cross, he was thirsty. And he did this on our behalf. He exchanged the supply he had. He gave to us so that he may go without. The pain of the cross, the provider goes without so that our test may be quenched. And that is what Jesus did for us. And today as we reflect on the cross, we should hear his anguish, but we should also know he did it so that our tests may be quenched. Number five. <coughs> <coughs> Words of separation. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus felt completely separated. God the Son felt separated from God the Father. Why? Next slide. Because God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The one who had no sin was made to be sin for us. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we were saved. Galatians 3, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the Lord by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on a pole. So the words of separation was, Christ has taken upon himself my sin and your sin. And therefore, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Next one. 
we hear the words of victory. It is finished. Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. There is a story of a young man coming to see a famous preacher to inquire, what do I need to do? And he said, what needs to be done was done by Christ. It is finished. It is complete. You just need to respond to what Christ did. And the three words in English, it is finished, come from the Greek word, and it had various meanings to a servant it was the word used when he is returned from a field following a hard day's work it was the word who used to signify the completion of work that all is done my daily job is done my daily labor is done it is finished to a Jewish priest the Telesta it is finished was the word used when the daily inspection of the sacrificial animals before they were slaughtered, having found the animals to be perfect without blemish, he will go and say, yes, it is finished, it is complete. And of course, Peter reminds us that we were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. It is finished. To the merchant, the trader, it is finished with the word marked on a receipt after goods were purchased. It is paid. It is finished. Signifying completion of transaction. So when Jesus said it is finished, yes, the price has been paid for you and I. To an athlete, it was the word used after they finished the race. When they cross the line, the cross will say it is finished. To the gladiator, it was the word used after they've conquered their opponent. When they've killed their opponent, it is finished. To the general, coming back from war, it was a cry of triumph in battle to say it is finished. And indeed, those words were words of victory when Jesus cried, it is finished. It is finished. Paul will say to Timothy, next slide please. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. It is finished. Isn't that interesting? When it is finished, you receive the crown of victory. Now, we do know there is a crown going on. Corona is crown. It's a virus. But there was also the crown of thorns on the cross. Which Jesus bore on our behalf. And he said, when we, when we have finished that race, we shall receive a crown of righteousness. It is finished. The other words of victory. A lot of people are dying. Today, 900 and over 900 people died over the past 24 hours. Wow. It is a tragedy. But for me, the 
ultimate tragedy is those who would have died separated from God. For disciples who have been saved by grace, when we cross that line, it is finished. They are words of victory. And it's only by the grace of God, not by any good in us, but by His mercy. It is finished. Finally, next slide. <laughs> the words of surrender. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus called out with a loud, with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Total surrender. He surrendered. There was a trust that God would take my spirit and look after it and it should be given back. And as Christians, do we have that trust? Do we surrender? Do we surrender to God's word completely? Or do we go with our own ideas and our own methods on our way, own way of doing things? Or do we surrender? Do we trust enough to surrender? As we reflect on the cross. Yes. Words of forgiveness. Father, forgive them. We have been forgiven. We have been forgiven. The words of comfort. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And he gave us the church. We will be comforted. The words of salvation. Today you'll be with me in paradise. Those who've been crucified with Christ in baptism will be with him in paradise. The words of salvation. The words of anguish. I test. He was testy. He exchanged that water. He gave it to us so that we may quench our thirst. The words of separation. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he carried my sin in his body on the tree. The words of victory, it is finished. We shall receive that crown. It won't be a virus. It will be an eternal crown of life, not of death. And the words of surrender. I do pray as followers, as we reflect on this, just as the scripture calls us to walk in the way of the cross. To this you are called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you as an example that we should follow in his steps. Let's take those steps and surrender to God every day in our life, just as Christ surrendered on the cross. Those are a few thoughts that I'll share with you as we remember the cross this Good Friday. Thank you very much.